What's going on, Brozano? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX Pro Washington, and this is episode number 184. That's right, 184 episodes of the TRX Pro Talks. And today, well, uh, today. Sometimes I feel like that. Today was supposed to be an episode where I had an interview with a gentleman who was a type 1 diabetic, but unfortunately, we had some scheduling issues and uh, some conflicts came up and we didn't have it. So I just went into the memory banks and I really kind of thinking about what we've been going through lately and I was just like, man, we haven't been really winning as much as I'd like to. <laughs> lately, we've been hitting, we've been getting, been, lately we've been handed some L's and I'm just not been too happy about that. But I want to talk about that today because, uh, you know, <laughs> it's a great day to talk about something like that on a fulfillment day. Sometimes, sometimes things just work out the way they're supposed to work out, right? So I was just thinking about, you know, a lot of people are afraid to lose, and I was just thinking, you know, it would be appropriate maybe that we talk about why I'm not afraid to lose and why most winners aren't afraid to lose and why you shouldn't be afraid to lose either. And the reason why that is is because, well, you can't win. And I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit. That sounds a little bleak, and I just know it sounds a little murky. But I'm telling you, it actually is probably the most positive news that you're going to hear in quite a while. You're not going to win. Tune in to find out how I'm going to spin that for you. Anyways, before we get this episode underway, you know I'd really appreciate if you would share this podcast. You could share it a lot of ways. You could share it by simply clicking on the link where it says copy link somewhere around here. I don't know if on the iTunes it says it like right underneath the uh, title. But if you're listening on Spotify, it might be in other ways. But I'm pretty sure you are tech savvy or at least somewhat tech savvy enough to at least listen to this so you're probably tech savvy enough to figure out how you can copy a link so copy the link send it over to a friend and tell them about the podcast if you don't do that though there's an even easier way you can take a screenshot you know if you don't know how to take a screenshot you can push the power button and the uh well on the iphone it's that little middle button and i'm pretty sure it's the same thing on android you can figure out how to do a daggone screenshot do that <laughs> and put it on your social media and tell your friends about the gentle fitness company cast aka tr expert talks and tell them that it's the most awesomest podcast that they'll ever hear in their lives oh yeah <laughs> i'm feeling a little funny today because it's friday and it's funny friday i've been having a uh, pretty long week I'm, I'm pretty sure you had a long week it's been cold here in philadelphia so the show must go on time must, must keep on marching and life will continue for all of us that wish to live it, right? <laughs> so, yes, we're keeping, keeping this uh, party going with this Fulfillment Friday, talking about why you are going to lose. All right, so here we go. Episode number 184 of the TR Expert Talks. Why we're born to lose. Lego! All right, so let's go ahead and start this off by talking about why it's not important to lose at all. You know, a lot of people get upset and nervous, and they even just fail to even play the game because they're scared to lose. And, like, if you think about it, life is a game in itself, but it's not a game, you know? It's a game, but it's not a game. So, first of all, you can't be afraid to lose because 
you're going to lose. Now, I could put in parentheses, if you don't try, right? A lot of people say you're going to lose if you don't try. And if you try, you're at least going to not, you're at least going to know if you're going to win or lose. But think about this, like, you can't win at life. There's no such thing as winning at life. You can only lose at life, and that's losing your life. So in a game where you can't win, the only option you really have is to simply play and do the best you can. So if you're just worried about like what people are thinking about or if you're going to fail or you know if you're going to mess up and make yourself look kind of terrible in front of people or make yourself feel uh, bad because you're not going to do the best, well, think about it. It's like I said, you can't win. You can only lose at life. So you know, think about life is hard. <laughs> so if you're going to sit there and pout and be apathetic about your situation, you're not doing yourself a service at all. You're just existing. So you can't think about like if you're going to win or lose, because in life, the only option you have is to lose. So <laughs> I guess you could like just try to lose big and just go out in a ball of flames. But you know, that's not really a life that's worth living. I mean, maybe for some people it is. But I mean, for most people, we, we try to most people want to live somehow, some way, as long as possible. Most people want to have some kind of legacy that they leave, whether it be through their kids or through their work or maybe through just lasting relationships. Everybody wants to have some kind of legacy. Nobody wants to just die and just nobody even thinks about them. So the problem is that most of the time that's the way it happens. Most of us just die and nobody even thinks about us. So if you think about that dichotomy, like that we, bo- we want to have everybody think about us when we die, but nobody really does. I mean, what are you really afraid of? If you think about that whole situation, it's like nobody's going to remember when you're gone anyway. So like all the stuff that's happening right now, is, is it really worth it? You know, like I guess you can think about it that way too. You can be like totally nihilistic and be like, is this all worth it? Was the pain all worth it? it you know it's only worth it to uh, complain about the negative in your life right because at least you get um, sympathy <laughs> right and sympathy is not that bad of a, a reward at all right some people like sympathy so and some you know a lot of people actually like sympathy and kind of survive off sympathy because it's the only thing that gives them meaning in their life but you just got to think about like if you what do you really want in life is it something is it is it sympathy is it like do you want to just try to pursue happiness do you want something deeper i mean i i don't have the answer for you i would tell you that like in historical context like most people that are you know heroes or or people that we look up to as um, people of higher character, they've all looked for something like meaning. And I've talked about this a little bit throughout the week, and I've been talking about this in the emails as well. And it's just something I've really been meditating on recently. It's just, I feel like uh, there's times where, you know, things get hard, you know, life is tough. And there's times where happiness is just not enough, especially if you're pursuing happiness and you're not getting it and you're constantly uh, losing because, like I said, life is hard, so you're not going to win a lot. You're, you're more or less competing against 7.8, 7.7 billion people for resources if you look at it in a, in a competition type sense. So in the sense that you're competing with people, 7.8 billion people with resources and they're limited resources, the only thing you can really do is you try to, you can't win because you're not, your odds are definitely not in your favor. So the only thing you can do is just continue to play the game. And that's this thing called game theory. And I, I don't have the exact rules for it, but essentially a game theory, with game theory, you have two different types of players. You have an, a finite player and you have an infinite player. And with a finite player, you have 
say for instance it's like a game like you know soccer games or football games or whatever game you can think of you have a finite set of rules you have a finite uh, amount of people that are playing the game and you have a finite amount of time more or less to play the game you know eventually somebody gets essentially it's when someone goes to zero or essentially can't play the game anymore runs out of resources or runs out of time so with a fine and in a way, life is a finite game, but in every action that we have to undertake here within this finite game of life, you have to try to keep the game going as long as possible because otherwise you run into you know what we call burning bridges and then you run out of resources because you don't have anybody that you can rely on that can help you with resources and essentially you run into the game of life yourself just trying to gather as many resources as possible and as I alluded to before there's 7.8 billion people that you're going to be competing against so the only best so the best bet is to really try to make as many allies as possible so you can get as many resources for your your tribe or your group or whatever you want to call the the people that you are choosing to um, go through life with. So I said before, life is, 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 in a, is, is a game, but it's not a game. So I want to elaborate on that because like, yes, life is a game in the sense that we have the game theory and you're trying to um, make the game last as long as possible, but it's more than a game. It's more like a tournament. It's a series of games and you try to win in these finite games within the finite game of life. And at the same time, within those finite games, you try to keep them going. You try to have, you switch the players and you still have maybe the same game, which is life, but you switch players, you have you switch roles. You don't really have a finite time because you really don't know exactly when each game is going to be over. Obviously, it's going to be over within your lifetime, but you don't know which like which relationship and which interaction is going to last in, uh, two minutes and which interaction is going to last for uh, two decades you know <laughs> so you, the best bet as i said is like cuz we have to understand that uh, that life is not a game it's more of a tournament you have to continue playing the game and ac accumulating as many resources as possible so you can imagine, I, I'm thinking of a, just another example. You can imagine, say, like with the game of football, you have the microcosm, which is every season, which is one of 16 games. And that's the, you know, the, the finite game. But in the grand scheme of things, you have the infinite game, which is the team as it goes on throughout history and, and into the future. You can see that like it's a they're try to gather resources they don't try to you know again a team is not going to try to uh, take all their players and just put them on one season you know they're not going to take all their terrible players or try to change all their contracts so they can win in one season because as you can guess you got to play another season the following season and if you put all your eggs in one basket for one season well then the following season you're going to screw yourself so uh, it's been said, and I think I've said this before, is that you want to treat yourself as a, a community of people that spans over time. So, and that's kind of the analogous to uh, the, uh, the saying as like you want to be uh, thinking of your life as an infinite game because, as I said, you span not only into the past, but you also span into the future. And if you want to help out the, your future self, you're going to make sure that you have that you try to capitalize on the resources that you have now while trying to uh, make sure that the people 
uh, that represent you in the future also have the ability to maximize their resources. Because if you just put all your resources into a short short term, well, then you put yourself at a disadvantage in the near future and and as well as into the distant future. So that's what I've really been thinking about this week in terms of meaning and like how people should shouldn't really be afraid to lose. Because if you just think about that losing, is you know it's just pointless to really think about it because the game is going to continue going. And the only way, as I said, you can really lose is if you go to zero. And that, and that in a finite game, that is if you have absolutely no resources. And in the game of life, that would essentially mean that you have no lifeblood. You have no more pumps in your heart. You know, pumps of blood in your heart. You're at, at zero on that point. And you can obviously end the game early, which is, you know, <laughs> to, we know how that goes. Or, you know, you can try to extend the game as long as possible. And there's a lot of, as, I, as I've said before, and you can also imagine there's a lot of other ways that you can extend the game as long as possible. My, you know, besides trying to... Uh, pool as many of your resources uh, for the community of yourself in the future. You can also uh, try to help out your community. And that's also in a way an investment into yourself because the best investment into yourself is to try to not only invest in, in you know, making yourself better and, you know, doing things that, that will benefit you in the future, but also help other people around you because... As I said before, you're 7.8 billion people, and by helping other people around you, that will help you pull your resources, because you can only pull so many resources. And if you do something for someone now, and not necess- it might not necessarily come back to you from that person. That's in the Bible. That's been said uh, many times, you know, like, uh, I can't remember, do unto others as you have others do unto you, and it's been said in other ways. But if you think about it, it may not happen where it's returned to you uh, tenfold, as they say in the Bible, from that particular source, but it's going to get returned to you in some source. You don't, know how, you don't know how, because we just don't have infinite wisdom to understand what our actions do to affect uh, the immediate and distant future. But we do have a general blurry understanding, for lack of better words, of knowing that if we do good, then good will come back to us. So you got to think about it in every sense of the word, whether, you know, whether it's just, you know, being, doing favors for people that maybe need help or, you know, doing things that are being conscientious about your behaviors and being conscientious about the environment around you, whatever it is like that you do to make your, make your life and the environment around you and the, the people around you better, then you're doing something to invest in yourself. And investing in yourself is the, obviously, as we know, is the most powerful investment that you can have because, um, you know, it, it may sound selfish because I'm saying you're investing in yourself, but if you really understand what investing in yourself means, it's probably the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself as well as the community around you. All right, so um, I don't know if I have a final thought for you. I'm going to think about this for a little bit. I'm going to put the microphone down and I'm going to ponder this, these thoughts here and try to see if I can wrap them all up in a solid two to three minutes for your final thought. All right, so we'll catch up with you real soon. By the way, I got a little... Um, commercial for you that you can check out. If you're interested in maybe starting your own podcast, you've been listening to me and saying, hey, maybe I could do a little better. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. I, I always listen to mine. And I was like, you know what, Jerry, you could do a little better. But anyways, if you're thinking that you want to start your own podcast about your own products or your own services, your own ideas, well, listen to the uh, following commercial. All right, we'll chat with you in a couple moments.
All right, so let's go ahead and try to wrap this up here. So I listened to it back again. I think I might have a, a concise wrap-up for you. So as I said in the podcast, I was saying that uh, you know, you, you're only one individual, and it's impossible to gather as many resources as you need throughout life by yourself. You need a group of people. And it's true. You know, it's like you think about every single hero, every single per, uh, person of character that we've uh, ever encountered in our own daily lives, as well as like people we might have read about and people we might have heard about. They've all had groups. You know, nobody actually did it on their own. I was just thinking about that um, what was her name? Kylie Jenner. She was like the first billionaire and the youngest billionaire. And everybody said that she was the first self-made billionaire. And while that's true, you know, you got to think about she did it because she had resources at her disposal. No matter how you look at it, you know, you can't, nobody ever does anything by themselves. And that's why there's really no such thing as a self-made millionaire, self-made billionaire, self-made anything. It's really, yes, it does have to do a lot with the work that you're putting in. Don't get me wrong. Like, there's no such thing as just like making a bunch of friends and then all the friends do the work for you and then you become a millionaire that's impossible because people have to be motivated by you nobody's gonna be motivated by somebody that's sitting on the couch trying to give orders to them right so yeah so you're gonna have to if you want to do the uh, uh, get the most of your life and get the most of your own potential then you're have to gonna have you're gonna have to work to your own potential or you're gonna have to work to the uh, full amount of your potential as well as encouraging others to work to their full amount to their potential and whether they're goals may align with yours may or may not be the case we don't know but if you can find as many people as possible help them out and show them that you're doing your thing well then you might find a way to have their interests align with your interests you know like as i said you never know. You put that goodwill out there. You put it forth out there. And if you put it out there wisely, you know, if you're not just doing things willy-nilly and just doing things just for the sake of doing things, obviously there has to be some kind of strategy in how you're doing things. And that's not to say that like you're selfish or you're doing things selfishly, but you got to think about like if you're doing things strategically, then it's going to help out the community. And if you are, if people will accuse you of not doing things strategically, if people things accuse you of doing things selfishly, well, then it's possible that you might not be doing things in uh, other people's best interest. It may be in what you believe is someone's best interest, but it may not be at the end of the day. Uh, be in other parties' best interests. So really try to sit down and think about what you can offer in, ret- in terms of value so you can keep the game of life going and keep winning these tournaments so that you can live what I like to call the good life. So you can live a life that's really the uh, the epitome of what you believe as most would call their paradise or their heaven. You know, we can have we can have a heaven of some sorts here if you really try to control what you're doing with your life. If you really try to control your thoughts, control your actions, you may not have, you know, uh, milk and honey and streets paved with gold as we've heard heaven described in certain senses, but you may have a life that is uh, definitely not hell. (laughs) And hell is not a good place to be. And there's definitely a way to get to hell on earth. And there's, uh, it's not very difficult at all. All you have to do is pretty much just give in to every one of your desires and 
live in the present moment and forget about everything that can happen in the near and distant future. So, yes, hell can be a, a place that <laughs> can be a part of your existence if, you don't, if you're not careful. But heaven can also be a place that's part of your existence, too, if you really try to align your thoughts and your, and your actions and really try to align your goals with other people's goals or some, find some way where other people's goals can maybe enrich yours and vice versa. So that's what I got for you today. Just kind of thinking about that on this Fulfillment Friday. You know, it's a, it's a, a lot of times fulfillment and happiness can be interchanged, but I really believe that happiness is just something that's really short term and a lot of people are, are searching for it, you know, whether it be through fun foods, <laughs> like candy bars. I had a candy bar today. So, you know, whether it be, you know, candy bars or donuts or pizza or whether it be through alcohol or drug use or, you know, maybe be through sex or, you know, indulging in whatever you want to indulge in you know maybe it might be even something that's a that's a would be seen as a good thing like you know maybe donating to a cause or something you know happiness is fleeting because at the end of the day there's going to be times when you're having a difficult life you know then happiness is just not going to be there and then what are you going to search for so at the end of the day as uh, Viktor Frankl said in the, the book The Man's Search for Meaning we can only have the liberty and the freedom that we believe that we uh, that we possess so if you don't believe that you're free then you're not going to be free and if you believe that you're free you're going to put forth action every moment to prove that you are free so that's what i got for you today i really uh, really really appreciate you listening don't forget to subscribe to this channel if you're really interested in listening to more of these type of talks i have these every friday or at least i try to i've been not gonna lie it's been a little sporadic the past couple weeks it's just been a crazy around here, but I'm going to try to get back on track for you next week. That does it for my day. That does it for my week. As I said, I really do appreciate you listening whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, evening, weekday, or weekend. I do hope you're having a good one. (laughs) Share this podcast and keep good company.